prayer. God bless you today. Come on in. We're just going to make sure that we are going this morning. Hallelujah. Uh, let's just uh, make sure that we've got our stream going here. God bless you. As you come in today, just say hello so I can greet you in the Lord. Where It's always a pleasure and an honor to be here together with you on uh, morning prayer uh, every weekday uh, from 9.30 to around 10 o'clock. Sometimes we get done earlier, uh, but it's always a joy and an honor to be here with you. Thank you for uh, those. I have some who just join every single day because they're able to. I know this is a time when people are working uh, and uh, doing uh, other things, and so we understand that. Uh, for those who have been able to join us uh, during this week, you know, thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking the time. There are other things that you could probably be doing as well, but I thank you for hooking up with us and joining us for prayer. It's just an honor to be able to pray uh, together with people of faith uh, and brothers and sisters of like precious faith, and there's nothing like uh, praying together with other believers. Amen. And so uh, on Wednesdays, what we typically do is we pray for those who uh, don't know the Lord. We pray anything concerning the harvest, the last day harvest. We pray concerning uh, laborers. We pray anything that has to do with souls and the harvest, uh, this last day that we're living in, last days that we're living in. And so we lift that before the Lord and we let him lead us in our time of prayer. And we'll be doing that as well this morning. Uh, I was reading Matthew chapter 24 and, you know, uh, it's, it's the account of Jesus talking to uh, the disciples and those who were present about the signs of the time and uh, just talking to them uh, about the signs that we'll see before he returns. And uh, we did a series a while back in church on that. And we talked about all of the different signs that we would see. And uh, we saw, as we were doing this series, we saw examples, current examples, things that have been uh, taking place around us that align with what Jesus said we would see. And uh, we see these things have already begun. And uh, that was last year, and we're even seeing them even more. Uh, this year, uh, Jesus said the signs will intensify and become more widespread uh, before he comes. And uh, in verse six, he said there would be wars and threats of wars. We're hearing that today, earthquakes and other catastrophic events. Uh, in verse eight, he said that's just the beginning of trouble or sorrows. Good morning and happy Wednesday to you, Ivan. God bless you today. Uh, in verse six of Matthew 24, Jesus said, when we hear and see these things, uh, that we are not to be frightened or troubled. Uh, in verse 10, he says, uh, many will be offended and will distrust and desert God. Uh, and they'll stumble and fall away. And we are seeing that mass exodus uh, from churches and the faith, uh, those who were once uh, in the faith uh, are no longer uh, practicing faith. Uh, lawlessness will be multiplied, Jesus said, 
in verse 12, uh, we see that unfolding in the world today right in front of us. I mean, I was watching uh, something the other day and an ad came up, a political ad, and it ended with this individual is extremely dangerous and uh, extreme and, and dangerous and is not right for you know this area. And I'm like, okay, so the ad was about the person uh, being pro-life. And so that that person is looked at, the whole ad was about the issue of abortion. And that person was looked at at extreme and dangerous. And so we could see that lawlessness. <laughs> I'm like, did the guy, you know, murder someone? Did he, you know, I'm like trying to think of what he did to be extreme and dangerous. But that was the thinking. That's the thinking that we are around today. And so that's lawlessness. Uh, and so... Um, we see it in full effect. And uh, Jesus said families will turn on each other, pursuing one another with hate. In uh, verse 13, he said, but those who endure to the end will be saved. The message translation says, staying with it. That's what God requires. You won't be sorry, it says. And then verse 14 of Matthew 24 says that during this time with everything going on around us, that the gospel will be preached throughout the whole world. Then the end will come. That's the sign of his imminent return is when the gospel is preached and that last one hears. Uh, that's the last sign that he spoke of. Then the end shall come. And, but in the process, in the meantime, evil will intensify and become more widespread. But thank God, so will the gospel, the gospel, the preaching of the gospel and the receiving of the gospel will intensify and become more widespread as well. And so we have a choice as believers. Uh, we can dwell on and focus on the evil that's intensifying and the signs that are intensifying and becoming more widespread, or we can focus on the spreading of the gospel and the intensifying of that. And so, um, you know, the gospel is the good news of salvation. It's the good news. It's not news about current events. It's the good news of salvation. Amen. Like uh, we don't have to uh, succumb and, and be overcome by the things in this world. We have hope and we have a future. A lot of the messages that we see going out when the signs happen uh, are motivated by fear because people are looking at the fear. And so you'll see things about, oh, the mark of the beast, you know, when the vaccine was out and this, that kind of thing. Uh, the mark of the beast has begun. You better straighten out. That is a message of fear and telling people, you know what? Your option is heaven, but it's out of fear. And that is not how God operates. God operates. He's a God of faith and he's a God of hope. He's a God of love. And so the message really is whether there is these things going on or not. We want God because God loves us and he has such an awesome plan for us that even in the midst of this messiness and this, this you know, uh, evil intensifying and all that, 
we have a hope in God. We have salvation. We have deliverance in God. And so don't let fear motivate you when you're spreading the gospel and be sure that you're spreading the good news, not spreading, uh, you know, uh, the rumors. Don't be a part of the rumor mill that Jesus talks about. He said, you'll hear wars and rumors of war. Don't be the one that spreads rumors and things and, and theories and all these things. Be the one that spreads the gospel. We have a choice to make. You can't spread both. Because a lot of times when you go into one, it brings up strife and then you find yourself in arguments with people. And then those same people that you're arguing with, you want to present the gospel to, but your time to present the gospel was back there before you entered into that argument. And so you got to leave that person for someone else because you will not be able to minister to that person. And so let love be your motivation when you're speaking to people. And yes, we need to be aware, Jesus said, and we need to be alert of the time that we're living in. We do need to be aware and alert of those times. But we also need to stay uh, and, and not be moved by the things around us and not be motivated by fear. Good morning, Quadwell. God bless you. And our message during this time is not motivated by fear, like you better do this or you're going to hell, you know, because that's fear, you know? So someone says, Oh, I better accept Jesus out of fear. I don't want anyone accepting Jesus out of fear. I want them accepting Jesus out of faith and out of love because of what he did for them. Not because they're so afraid because I made them afraid. Did you hear that this is going to happen? You better. No, no, that's not what motivates me or what it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. So I want to be led in the message. The gospel is the good news. Yes, it's the, it's the news of repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. It's repent, but it's not repent. You sorry person, you know, and pretty much, you know, cussing them out and then saying, receive Jesus. He loves you. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the message we see. Or when one of our believers, you know, falls and sins, we attack them and then we turn around with the same mouth and and try to get someone saved. We've got to we've got to really watch ourselves and keep ourselves out of the dissension and the division that's going on today so God can really use us. God can't use us if I'm going around condemning and damning people. I cannot minister to those same people. I can't. If I'm, you know, making fun of individuals, you know, boldly on my social media and, and calling people names and putting memes and this kind of thing, and then turning around and go, you need Jesus. He loves you. And he, he loves you. I am a hypocrite and that is who I am. And I don't blame people if I'm doing that for not receiving Jesus, because I'm being a bad example. If I'm doing that, there's a lot of things I want to type on social media. And I have found myself trying to type. And then just deleting, uh, I mean, hundreds of times deleting, stay out of it because it's going to bring strife. If it's going to bring strife, I'm not getting into it because I want to make sure that Jesus can use me fully. You know, uh, I, I just thank him that he's kept me in the right place concerning my heart. So I don't watch certain things or listen to certain things. So I keep my heart right concerning those in authority, concerning uh, other ministers, concerning things. I don't listen. So I keep my heart right towards that because I want God to be able to fully use me. If I'm the one to share the gospel, if I'm the one to pray for them, I have to keep myself in love. 
And so um, we have to be aware of what's going on. Uh, he tells us in Matthew 25, uh, 24, in verse 36, that people will go about their business just like they did in the days of Noah, clueless about what's to come. And so uh, he, he says that, you know, they're going to do that. But then I like what he says in verse 45, because he tells us in 42 to pay strict attention and to uh, be cautious and active for we don't know when he'll return. We know we're in the season, but we don't know the day. And in verse 45, he said, he talks about the faithful, thoughtful, and wise servant. The amplified, I believe it says, the qualified, or the message, the qualified individual. The qualified individual. Uh, the one whom the master can drop in on unannounced and always find him doing his job. I want to be that qualified individual that when Jesus comes, I'm, I've, I've got my head to the plow, my hands to the plow, and I'm doing my job. I'm doing what he called us to be. So we are to be aware of the time that we're in. We are to be alert and not ignorant of the time that we're in, knowing that we are in the season for the return. But we're not to be uh, troubled by the trouble around us. We don't let fear motivate us because fear will cripple and stop us and cause us to say the wrong thing. Uh, no, we do what Jesus said to do in Luke chapter 9, verse 62. This is the same account, but it's Luke's account of what Jesus was talking about of the signs. And he, uh, in, in 962, he said, we keep our hand to the plow. We don't look back and we don't look around, Jesus told them. Otherwise, in Luke 21 is the account uh, about the signs of the time. Jesus tells us the direction to look. Because in, in, in Luke 9, he tells us, don't look back. Don't look back, uh, but keep your hands to the plow. Otherwise, you will be unqualified and unfit for the kingdom of God, to work in the kingdom of God. And so we keep our hands to the plows. We do our job. We do our job. Regardless of what's going on around us, we're alert. We understand the time that we're living in, but we do our job. And our job is to proclaim the coming of the Lord, the good news of salvation, that there is freedom, there is hope, there is peace in Jesus. There is a security in Jesus. There is good news. There is good news. And so uh, Luke 21 tells us the direction to look in, and that is up. He says, when all these things start happening around you, don't look around, don't look back, don't talk yourself out of your mission and, and, and the plan that God has for your life. No, look up. He said to look up for your redemption draws nigh. And so as we look up, we draw on others to look up to look in the direction that I'm looking. Jesus is coming soon. And he wants you with him. He wants you with him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so that's what we do. As we, um, as we listen and we obey him, just as we've always done. Amen. We don't change what we're doing. With the signs of the times and things that have been, we're alert to them, we're aware of them, but we don't stop what we're doing if we're doing all along his plan and his purposes. We continue carrying out his plan and his purposes. Now, if that's not what we've been doing, we need to start. But if we've been doing that, we stay on mission. We stay, we are not moved by these things around us. We stay focused, we stay, we do our job. 
And as we do, he will use us. We listen to him. He'll use us to spread the gospel so it can intensify in us and become more widespread through us. Amen. We'll be a part of that. He'll direct us. He'll guide us. And his plans and his purposes will be carried out. Amen. And then he's going to come. <laughs> then he's going to come. Hallelujah. I cannot wait for the return of the Lord, but I know there is work to be done. Even in the midst of all this around us, the Lord is my refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, I will not fear though the mountains be removed and they crumble into the sea. <laughs> I doesn't matter earthquakes, doesn't matter rumors of war, doesn't matter any of that, doesn't matter. You know why? Because we know we have a hope. We have strength in him. We have security in him. And this is the message we proclaim to anyone who will listen. You can have the same strength and security. Jesus has offered it to us. He shed his blood for us so we can have life more abundantly. This is the hope and this is the message that we preach. And so we repent, turn away from sin and turn to Jesus. He is the answer for the world today. That is our message. That is the message of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it will be preached in all the world. And then the end shall come. So today we're praying about this. We're praying about our part. We're praying for those who don't know uh, this message. We're praying for those who know it and have rejected it. We're praying for those who are to be sent and who have not yet answered that call to be sent. We're praying for us that we would have more boldness as the disciples had. We're praying for the last day harvest. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you that you are working. You are working right now during this time. You are stirring in the hearts of every man, woman, and child. I thank you, Father. We are heeding your call. We know that it is the time. We are in the season for your return, Jesus. We know it is. Our hearts can sense that. We don't know the exact day or hour but we know that we are in the season and all the signs that Jesus told us about. We see those signs uh, around us today. We see those signs intensifying and becoming more widespread. And we also open our eyes to see that the gospel, the spreading of the gospel is becoming more intensified and widespread as well. And so we're not ignorant of the time that we're in. We are very alert and very aware of the time that we're in. And we are faithful. We are thoughtful and father, we are qualified. And so when you return, you will come. You said, will I find faith? Oh yes, you will. Because we will continue in the faith. We are not of those who draw back. We are not of those who get offended and withdraw from you and withdraw from faith. We're not those. We're not those. And so when you come back unannounced. We'll be ready. You'll find us doing the work to which we've been called. You'll find us working, Father God, for you. Uh, not, not busy doing things that are not producing fruit, but we will be busy producing fruit for you. We thank you, Father God. You said that you are awaiting the precious fruit of the earth, the harvest. And so we'll be doing the work in the harvest, Father God, in the 
fields. We thank you, Father. That's who you, that's where you'll be finding us. That's where you'll be finding us doing the work with our hands to the plow. We're looking up because our redemption draws nigh, but we're not looking back. We're not looking around. We're not being moved by the trouble and the sorrows around us for we know that you've got us in your hand. And so father, we walk with boldness and we proclaim this message, the gospel of salvation to anyone who will believe the good news, the good news, father God. And as we declare it, as we get your word in our mouths, we thank you, Father, for boldness like never before, a spirit of boldness like never before. We walk in that boldness. We walk in the grace, Father God, that is upon us for such a time as this. We walk in your grace. We thank you that it has been deposited on the inside of us for such a time as this. And we are well equipped with the gospel of the good news, Father God, the good news of salvation. We are equipped with the gospel. We get the word in our hearts. We get it in our mouths and we don't let it depart from us, but we meditate on it day and night. We observe to do all that is written in it. And then our way is prosperous. Our way is made clear, Father God. Our way is prosperous. Hallelujah. And we have good success. We have good success every time we open up our mouths and preach the gospel. We have good success every time that we uh, have an encounter with someone and we lead them to you. We have good success, Father God, because we stay on our mission. We stay uh, walking in the plan that you have uh, predestined for us to walk in. And we thank you. We don't get off of our mission. We don't get disturbed, but we live a life that's undisturbed because we have soundness of mind. We have a disciplined mind. We have a mind, Father God, that stays focused and set on things of heaven, not on things of earth. And so when we hear these things on this earth, when we see these things on the earth, we are unshaken. We are not shaken. We are not disturbed and we are not motivated by fear, but we are motivated by the love of God, by the commitment that we've made to carry out the plans and purposes of God. We stay focused on our mission. We'll not uncall ourselves because of the things that are going on around us. We'll not run for the hills. We'll not run. But Father, we thank you that we will stay in the call. We'll, we'll heed the upward call. We'll stay in our calling and we'll walk it out and not be afraid. We'll walk it out and we'll be bold, Father God. We'll carry out our mission boldly. And I thank you that, yes, the gospel will be preached in all the world. The gospel will be preached in all the world. Well, how do I know that I'm in the will of God and that I need to do uh, what I need to do in these last days. How do I know? Do I need to change what I'm doing? How do I know the Holy Spirit, the one who has led us up until now, will continue to lead us? He'll continue to lead us. He'll continue to guide us. And so we continue to develop and grow in our relationship with you, Father God. We don't lay that aside. We don't lay that aside. We don't lay aside the renewing of our mind. We don't lay aside the setting of our affection on you. We don't lay aside the things that you've called us to do. We don't lay aside our dreams and our vision, but all of those things are aligning 
bringing us to our place in this last day harvest. We humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God during this time. It's the best place for us to be. And as we do, Father God, you continue to show us our mission for the work that you've called us to do in this very hour. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for an intensifying of the spreading of the gospel, more intensified and more widespread in the name of Jesus. We see it. We see it. We see the word of God going forth to every available, on every available voice, to all the four corners of the world, to every nation, tribe, and tongue, until the last one hears. And so, Father, we stay on our mission so we can fund the gospel, so we can be the one who goes. So whatever it is, whatever part we have to play in this, I thank you. I thank you that you are showing it to us. I thank you that you are revealing it to us in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Everything, everything that we are doing as part of your family, every single thing, every day we wake up, every day we put our hands to work, no matter what our job is, every time we go to church, every time we sow, every time we speak to individuals, all of it is a part of our calling. And so we ask father that you would show us how that is a part of the calling that we have in this hour and that we would be able to accelerate in, in our calling and redeem the time in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. We give you praise. The desire of our heart is to see your desire and your plans and your purposes for this world come to pass. And so we connect with you and we stay in step with you. And we see, Father God, the, the harvest that you desire. Oh, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, Robosidi Imbrode Stelebrando Robosoto. Demonstrate your kingdom, Father God. Demonstrate your kingdom in this hour so that all will see and all will know how great you are, how good you are, and that there are things that are going to happen because evil, out of evil comes more evil. And so as this world produces evil, there will be more evil. That's the fruit of evil. But that your kingdom produces good. And so we thank you, Father, that as we stay in step, as we surrender to you, as we align with the kingdom of God and your way of doing things, that righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost is produced. And that fruit is seen in us and throughout your body, throughout this earth. And that it's a testimony to everyone who comes in contact with anyone in your body. We thank you and we give you praise for it in Jesus name, in Jesus name. One of the biggest testimonies you can have that will draw people to him is that you live an undisturbed life. 
that you are not focused on the issues and the things around you, but that you are undisturbed. That is a testimony to your friends and family about, huh, how can they be undisturbed when all this foolishness, all these things are going on around you? They see that in you. They see that, huh? And it's a light to them. It makes them question. It's almost a sign and a wonder. You are a sign and a wonder to those around you. We're looking for the spectacular. We're looking for big and huge and mighty things, which will occur. But how about the fact that, huh, this is happening and that's happening and you're undisturbed. Like, doesn't it bother you? Oh, oh, oh yeah, I, I see it happening. But I know that the Lord is my refuge and strength. He is a strong and mighty tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. I am the righteous and I run in and I am saved from trouble. A thousand's going to fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it won't come near me. I have that promise from God because I abide in the secret place of the most high and under the shadow of the almighty. I say he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him. I trust that is a sign and a wonder to the people around you. Because when, not just because you say it, you can say Psalm 91 many times and yet look the same as those who are running in terror or are afraid around you, stocking up on supplies around you, doing the same thing and doing the same thing that the people in the world are doing. Or you can live different and know that God's your provider and that even in famine, he'll take care of you. And so be the light, be a sign and a wonder to those around you. Be undisturbed and unmoved and stay on your mission just as Jesus did. Amen. They were about to throw him off a cliff and he just walked right past through them. He was undisturbed. It didn't bother him one bit. He walked on through 